Hello to everyone listening, and by everyone, I mean Miss Haikowski. On the first and probably the last episode of my podcast, I will be discussing gender inequality. For those who don't know what that is, gender inequality refers to the unfair rights between male and female based on gender roles introduced by society. This overall leads to unequal treatment in life. With the idea of gender inequality, we fail to give women, children, and even men the right to live in a just and fair world. Instead, we put women and men in a box. Women have been condensed to housewives, who dutifully serve their husbands. In Judy Brady's powerful feminist satire, I Want a Wife, she strives to persuade her readers to look objectively at a man's point of view and expectations of what he thinks a wife is and should be in just two pages. She pinpoints specific examples of the painfully accurate way society has for a woman's value. I want a wife who takes care of the children when they are sick, a wife who arranges to be around when the children need special care. I want a wife who will take care of my physical needs. I want a wife who will keep my house clean, a wife who will pick up after me. Not only did this long list of sarcastic yet realistic demands appeal to women in the 1970s, but still appeal to women in the 21st century. Which gets me thinking, how long will this go on? Will women in my generation still have to fight for the same rights and treatment men are given? Will the children I birth still be living in a time where their gender will put them at an advantage or disadvantage? When will this stop? It's truly saddening to think about, but as a society, we can no longer shove gender inequality under the rug because it continues to affect our day-to-day lives. Let's talk about employment, for example. According to the International Labor Organization, 70% of women prefer to work in paid jobs regardless of their employment status and the unequal pay. Women make up nearly half the workforce and are bringing home less money each day as full-time working women are paid 82 cents for every dollar a man makes. Over a lifetime of blood, sweat, and tears a woman puts into her work, her overall monetary gain would not even come close to a man's. Although the government is taking action against this gap through the Paycheck Fairness Act, which, if you don't know, is a bill that updates and strengthens the Equal Pay Act of 1963, making it illegal for employees to pay men more than women who work the same amount of hours, Still little progress has been done because women are still being paid less than men. In my opinion, the optimal solution for the problem is to equitably pay, meaning despite your gender, the role you play in the workforce will reflect how much you will be paid. Now hear me out. This idea is at least a century old. Humans have been sitting on this idea of pay equity for 100 years. As the Treaty of Versailles states, the principal... The principle that men and women should receive equal remuneration for work of equal value. The International Labor Organization's Equal Remuneration Convention has been ratified by 173 member countries, excluding the United States. But still the gender pay gap remains unfortunately a noble feature in nearly every economy on earth. I'm happy to say that under our new president, change is being made. The cabinet of the United States held seats that mainly belonged to white men for the past four years, as Donald Trump rolled back the clock of diversity during his term. 
As Biden assumed the powers and duties of president, he promised a historically diverse cabinet to the citizens of the USA, claiming he wanted to select a term that looks like America and modernize the predominantly white male institution. But was he able to follow through with his promise? The answer is yes. There are now more women and people of color in President Biden's cabinet than in the last four administrations, making it the most diverse cabinet in U.S. history. Compared to the just under 20% female representation in the House and Senate, there are now 118 women in the House of Representatives, making the representation increase by about 7.4%. I understand that this is such a small percentage in the grand scheme of it all, but progress is being made. As a woman, if you could even call me that since I'm just a senior in high school, living in the 21st century, I feel recognized when I see people of my color and gender representing my country and comfortable knowing that the women in Congress are bringing new issues relating to our daily struggles to the agenda, all while prioritizing them. From discussing previous works of literature made about stereotyping women to scrutinizing the pay gap in almost every economy, Gender inequality is obviously an urgent problem in the world. Despite the fact that its volume has much decreased, it still exists and creates suffrage between people every day. I realize that I shouldn't be looking at this issue through rose-colored glasses because it is simply not a black and white problem. It will not be easy to solve gender discrimination and inequality, but what we can do is to further our understanding on the topic and demand progress from our leaders, our educators, and most importantly, from within ourselves. Change starts with us, and with the progression of people's thoughts, there is reason to trust in the future that gender inequality will be stopped.